Hello there and welcome to the She Believes She Could podcast. I'm your host, Allison Walsh. I am so glad you're here. This podcast is dedicated to motivating and inspiring you to chase your dreams while breaking down any barriers that may be holding you back or getting in your way. I've had the honor and privilege to work with hundreds of amazing clients over the last decade, and I wanted to be able to share valuable lessons, insights, and stories of success with you. My mission is for you to gain knowledge, hope, and inspiration from each episode, and I'd love to hear from you if there's a topic that you want to learn more about. This show is all about inspiring you and adding value to your life and empowering you to go for it, whatever it may be. Before we get started today, I want to encourage you to check out all of the resources available on Allison Walsh Consulting. Over the last several months, we've been hard at work, working and refining and up-leveling the services that we provide our amazing clients. In 2021, we're going to be offering several different programs. For our boss ladies who are listening, I hope you consider investing in yourself. We've released our 2021 Success Package, which is a 12-week transformational coaching experience designed for women who are looking to up-level their personal brands and make a huge impact in the world. The amazing clients that have already taken advantage of professional coaching services through AWC have had exceptional results and they are super prepared to make 2021 their best year yet. So if you'd like to set yourself up for success too, let me know. I'd be happy to jump on a call with you to go over the details. For the motivated young women, we've also created the most incredible experience for you in the Savvy Girl Academy. There's a 10-week premier online coaching experience that we created designed to empower and support and equip the leading ladies of tomorrow with the skills needed to be successful today. It was created for inspired young women looking for coaching and mentorship so they can build their confidence, get clear on their goals, establish a stunning personal brand, learn how to articulate their message to the world, and market themselves appropriately in person and online. Our savvy girls are going to be learning from industry experts as well and have the opportunity to receive direct feedback as they experience the program. Again, my goal is to help you be the best version of yourself, and I promise if you invest in you, it will make a massive difference. Okay, so now on to the show. Today, we've got the incredible Juliet Vi on the show. She is a triple threat. She's a beauty queen. She's a singer. She's an actress. She has got her act together. Let's just put it that way. She also created the Silver Lining Show available on YouTube, so make sure you check that out. And most importantly, she has a single coming out December 14th, just in time for the holidays. I can't wait for you to meet her. Let's get started. All right. Well, Juliet, I am so excited that our audience gets the chance to meet you. Would you mind introducing yourself to the listeners for the podcast today? Not at all, but I do want to say I'm so excited to be here. It will be weird listening to myself because I listen to your podcast all the time. So <laughs> I'm so elated to be here. My name is Juliet Vi. I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I'm born and raised here. I'm currently a student at the University of Miami, a sophomore studying political science and minoring in broadcast journalism, classical vocal performance, and Spanish. Um, so just a few things there. And um, I'm the current Miss South Florida Fair 2020, and I am super excited to be here. So you're really accomplished already. I mean, it's you downplay your successes, but we're going to dig into all of these today. Uh, do you have anything in particular that you'd like to share with the audience today? I know you've got some cool projects that are up your sleeve that are about to happen. You care to share? 
Oh, you know I care to share. So I am, well, a lot of developments have happened since the beginning of quarantine. I began a web show called The Silver Lining Show because I wanted to figure out what can I do um, during this time where I'm not allowed to go outside and make appearances to make a difference. And so I began that and that has really taken off. I've gotten to interview so many cool people like Allison Walsh, of course, was one of them. I had her on last week, which was a dream. And I've had on Miss Americas and other people like that. So that's a really big win that I just wanted to get out of the way. And that's developing into a podcast. So that's exciting. But the biggest one I've had is a recent one. And I am currently making an album. Um, it is called The Giving Season. It's a holiday album, hence the festivity that you see going on right now. And 100% of the proceeds will be going to Donate Life America from the single I am putting out on Monday, December 14th. So I'm so excited. This has been a dream of mine for so long. And now seeing it come to fruition is just incredible. Well, I'm really excited for you about this. So I'm going to jump on the silver lining real quick, and then we're going to spend the rest of the time talking about the album and the single and that whole experience, because that's just been so interesting um, as a fly on the wall to, to see and experience with you. But let's talk about the silver lining real quick, because this started, you're like, I want to do this show. Um, and then all of a sudden, what, six, seven months later, you've got like 30 something episodes. You've interviewed so many Miss Americas. You've also, you know, really taken the time to interview all the state candidates that competed at Miss America this year. I mean, so much that you've learned from this experience. What's that been like for you? Certainly. I never thought it would take off to the degree that it has. You know, it began as like a pretty small initiative just to pass the time. And now, like you said, it's become something so much bigger than that. And what I've learned from all the women is that well, all of them are winners in some way. They're state winners or they're national winners or some of them are not even beauty conscious winners at all. Some of them are just successful women in their field or I have a donation inspiration segment in honor of my platform, Life is Awesome, Pass It On. But what I've learned from every person that's been on my show is that there's no one way to attain success, right? It's a journey. It's an individual journey for everybody. And I think that's incredibly inspiring because I feel like a lot of times for someone like me that's a perfectionist, I have felt in my life, there's only one way to do this. And if you don't go that route, then you're not going to succeed. But I found that's certainly not true. I've had Miss Americas who have won like straight away, like they won their logo, their state, and then their national on one clean sweep, which I wish, right? That sounds amazing. But then I've had winners that have competed for 18 locals and finally won on their last try and then went on to win state. And so it's incredibly inspiring to hear their stories and how they faced adversity, but rose to the challenge and just being able to interview women that are so empowering. I know that you are a woman that advocates for female empowerment. It's just being surrounded by all that creativity and initiative makes me more motivated. So I've definitely noticed me hustling quite a bit more after leaving those interviews with those women. It just makes me want to work that much harder. I mean, the journey to success is definitely not linear for everybody, right? And right. so I think whenever you have the chance or the opportunity to speak with, spend time with, learn from others that have done it, you know, you, you take little pieces, right? And you apply their wisdom and channel it where you need to. And certainly, I mean, you hustle hard, Juliet. Like, I love it. Like, no grass grows under your feet. You've got a fire in you. And so let's pivot now and talk about this album and this single because I can't wait. I'm so excited for this to come out. I mean, first of all, you're crazy talented. I mean, you kind of glazed over it in your intro, but like you're an incredible vocalist. So before we talk about the album, would you mind just sharing a little bit more about 
you know, your journey as a performer, as an artist, uh, I would just love for the audience to get to know a little bit more about that first. Of course, yes. And I will try to get it out as quickly as possible because I'm very talkative, as you know. But um, uh, it started when I was three. I went to start dancing. My mom, you know, I actually didn't talk till I was four and I clearly I made it for lost time. Uh, but, you know, I began dancing and, you know, my mom put me <laughs> on stage. And so I was always like such a little ham, right? Like they would, the teachers would have to come physically drag me off the stage at the end of the dance because all I would do is wave to the audience. And so my parents were like, this kid likes Suter. And so I just started doing like little shows at summer dance camp, nothing really serious. But I auditioned at the age of 10 for my first professional show, which was the Secret Garden at the Pembroke Pines Theater of the Performing Arts. Then from there, I just got hooked. I realized like this is like a dream for me. And I began doing various professional gigs throughout the South Florida theater community. At this point, I could have my equity card because I've worked with a lot of professional companies, although I choose not to because that limits your ability to do certain shows, but I've had really great opportunities, right? And so that is something that has colored my whole childhood and instilled a lot of discipline in me, you know, being to rehearsal on time and all those lessons I learned through my work in the theater com community growing up and, you know, recently. As far as classical voice goes, I discovered my talent for that at around 13. And then in high school, it really came to fruition with my vocal coach there. I have competed for various competitions. I've won several state titles, you know, um, competing in various languages. And that's been a real treat. The Florida Grand Opera made me their protege at 14. And so I got to train with them for quite a bit. I then trained with the Magic City Opera, performing with them for a couple of things. And I've just had a lot of excellent mentors in that regard and a lot of people who have helped me along the way. So I'm very, very thankful. and I I recently was a musical theater major at the University of Miami, although I switched recently to political science and broadcast journalism to pursue other avenues, but I earned my minor in it and I'm still minoring classical voice. So it is very much a part of my life and something that I absolutely love. Well, and you know, you say so casually this, this in multiple languages. I mean, like you sing in like French, Italian, like you've got the whole gamut. I'm like, I can say like 10 words in Spanish. So like, that just fascinates me that you're able to do that. So very, very cool. So, okay. So let's talk about this album. Where did this come from? Why did you decide to do this? You know, what's the whole point behind it? Obviously, it's a holiday theme, right? So that's great. I know you love the holiday season. So crazy about the holidays. Yes, I'm insane. <laughs> like it, people are like scared, like of how much I love Christmas. So it's like that's just right there. Um, yeah, so to talk to me about the motivation behind the album coming out at this time and, and the theme. Sure. So, well, I have to give credit where credit is due. My dad um, actually was like for like months or no, not even months, years telling me, you, know, you love the holidays, come out with a Christmas album and you can give all the money to charity. And while of course the charity aspect interested me, I was like, dad, I'm not going to make an album. What do I look like? Ariana Grande, which in the recording studio, I kept saying, do I look like Ariana Grande? And they were like, um, sure. Uh, but I was like, this could never happen. This is like not something that is plausible to me, but he, he kept encouraging me. And finally I was like, okay, you know, it's quarantine. Like I'm just going to take any opportunity I can to promote myself, hustle my brand and all that. And so I was like, what can I do that would be able, you know, to let me share my talents, but also give back to my platform. Life is awesome. Pass it on. And I thought Christmas is a season like we associate like pumpkin spice lattes with the ball and, you know, turkey with Thanksgiving and presents with presents or presents with Christmas, excuse me. But I was like, what I also associate with Christmas is giving. So I decided, let me come up with an album called the giving season because I want to give back to a charity of my choice that is directly linked to organ donations. So I decided on Donate Life America, which is 
one of the biggest, if not the biggest charities in the country that focuses solely on organ donation. And I thought, what a great way to incorporate both of my passions, my platform and my singing. And so that is how I came up with that. Like I said, I love the holidays. So a Christmas album for me was like a no brainer. And once I got started with that idea, it was just like idea after idea, like this song and this song, and we can, you know, put this on there and we can incorporate this. And so it's been an influx of ideas, but it's been an incredible experience. And I am so happy that I want, you know, just invested myself fully in it for lack of a better term. I, I, it's taken over me this entire quarantine, but it's just for such a great cause. And, you know, the fact that it's really happening just makes me absolutely elated. Well, and there's so many moving pieces. And what I love is that, you know, so many people have ideas, right? They have these things that they want to do, but then they don't put the action behind it. And then it just sits on the shelf as like this cool idea that maybe one time, one day they'll get to. That's not the thing with you. Like you decided on it. You were like all in. Right. And so, I mean, just the whole orchestration of this experience is a lot, right. A lot of moving pieces that I don't think people take the time to kind of step back from and look at when they see an album, when they see a single come out, all of the work that goes behind it. I mean, right. first of all, you've been training pretty much your entire life. Then you've got, you know, just which songs, working at the recording studio with your vocal coach, getting all of this together, figuring out who it's going to go to. Of course, all the fun stuff, the glam squad and the, the photo shoot that goes along with it. But like, what are some of the challenges that maybe you faced that people wouldn't necessarily think of when it comes to the album? So, I mean, I um when I first came up with this idea, it was like way back in March when I was really like, okay, let's do this. Let's get started. Right. And I was like, well, it's so early. I mean, should we even start thinking about this now? But several people in the industry were like, no, this is late. Like you need to do, be doing this for a year or more. So I was like, great, great start. Um, so, but I was in contact with a lot of people and I had a professional man from the industry who was in a Broadway show at the time. And he was like, I would love to work with you on this. Like, let's do it. And I was, we were discussing this for months, like two, three months. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh wait, I can't do it anymore. I had something else come up. And he's a very great person. I've been able to work with him, but I of course was very dejected because I was like, this is great. This is not going to happen. Then my vocal coach Vanessa Valentin finds me think what she do is right Joseph Salamita and we get together and we have this beautiful collaboration and that's all great but that was a challenge finding somebody to commit to working with me um certainly in this time of COVID it's hard to find you know a reliable source it's hard to even find the time to record hence why my full album will be released in October 2021 and just a single's coming out now because things were postponed so those were two challenges right there and then another unexpected challenge like you said a lot of people don't realize how much goes into an album myself included I've never recorded myself before so I had no idea how a recording studio worked when I got there I was freaking out because I was like I can't hear myself like I can't hear myself singing and he's like well you do have to leave one headphone on off and keep one on. And I was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. So that was one thing that was a little embarrassing. Cause you know, I'm used to live performing. Right. But I eventually just loved the recording studio so much. Cause I realized they can perfect everything. And I just didn't want to leave, but that was another unique, not necessarily challenge, just a bit of a learning curve. Um, and then the fourth thing I'd say is just promoting yourself. You know, I've had you help me promote my album and of course my family and friends, but I do realize that you know, if you don't promote yourself, no one really is going to do it for you. You have to hustle. You have to constantly be keeping your audience engaged. You've taught me firsthand that the more people feel involved in your journey, the more they're going to want to support you and be engaged. And so I've learned to keep my audience involved and invested. How can I make you guys more interested? How can I show you a more day in the life type approach that will let you guys feel like you're not just going to listen to my single, but you're also 
you've seen me produce it and all those things. So I, I wouldn't say challenges, just things I've learned along the way, um, but it's turned out wonderful. And all those challenges made the work so much more rewarding in the end. Well, you're a superstar. I mean, like this is what I love about this whole thing is that a couple of years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, and be like, do you remember? I, I interviewed Juliet. Like you're, she's amazing. She's a superstar. And like, I, I know her, like I am so <laughs> convinced that that's going to be part of the narrative and the story I get to tell in the future. And I'm just honored to be a part of your journey. Um, so what's one thing that you wish you would have known in advance of all of this? Yes, I guess the one thing I wish I would have known is just how relaxed the whole process was once you got into the studio, right? Because, you know, picking out arrangements for all the songs and everything, that was a like months long process. Like I said, like this was something that was in the works for so long. In fact, my pr producer, Joseph, who is just an incredible person all around, I hadn't even met him till Friday. And we've been talking since June. And that was the first time I met him. I was like, this is weird meeting you because I feel like I only know you through a phone. Um, but that was, you know, just so interesting, you know, and, you know, but I realized I was so nervous. I was freaking out. Like when I got there, I was not at all confident, right? I'd prepared for months. I trained vocally for months and I was just so scared. But when I got there, Joseph was like, you know, this is like your own pace. Like you do whatever you want here. Like you control this. This is your process. And I feel like I just wish I had known that before going into it, because at the end of the day, this is my CD. This is my content. And it's something I'm proud to put out there, but I'm also in charge of it. And learning that you know, along the way has certainly helped ease my anxiety around it. Because like I mentioned before, I am very much a perfectionist, but just realizing that this is indeed my CD and that it's, there's really no pressure because like I said too, they can perfect your voice in their right. So any little mistake is kind of airbrushed. Um, but knowing that it's so much more relaxed than I initially thought certainly helped. And I'm glad I learned that along the way, but if I had known that before, it probably would have helped the anxiety I felt for weeks before. Cause it was something I was agonizing over. I can't, I can't tell you how much I was nervous for it. But this is a good lesson. And I, I want the audience to really pause and allow this to resonate because whether you're recording an album, writing a book, launching an initiative, starting a business, whatever it is, this is your journey. Right. And I think that we put a lot of self-imposed limits on ourselves and unrealistic expectations at times. And when you allow yourself to just sit back and enjoy the process and learn as you go and absorb and grow and stretch, like it just becomes that much more of an incredible experience that because you're being open-minded and you're not like on this hamster wheel trying to make it perfect, perfect, perfect. Like you're, you actually grow more in the process. Right. And right. so that's a really good lesson. And I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, so what caused you to kind of stretch, right? Like this was new. I feel like this whole experience caused you really to stretch and like get outside of your comfort zone, which, you know, I'm a huge fan. I think nothing epic happens in a comfort zone. So, but is right. there one thing in particular that really caused you to stretch through this experience? just the fact that this is so much larger than anything I've ever done. I mean, I have been a part of professional productions and of course I've prided myself on the work I produce and you know, how much effort I put into something. But the thing is, is that that's a limited audience. I mean, a, a couple hundred people, a thousand people, maybe at one performance, but this is going to be on iTunes, a platform that millions of people are on. I've never had anything that big. And that's been, you know, a little bit scary. And, you know, that's, but that's really just allowed me to 
zone in and focus and be like, okay, this is putting it into perspective, right? This is going to be seen and viewed by so many people. I want to make it the best it possibly can be. And so not only that, but promoting myself, like I mentioned before, hustling, getting people to notice, because this is not just to promote me. This is to promote my platform and to donate to a cause that I'm passionate about, hence why I wanted to do so well. And so that has allowed me to grow and stretch my limits and getting people to notice, get, educating them on statistics about my platform. You know, 108,000 people are currently on the waiting list for an organ donation transplant. And every 10 minutes, a new name is added to the list. This is a national shortage. So this is bigger than my album. This is about my platform. And so it has allowed me to reel the audience and learn what interests them, learn what engages them. And then I'm able to say, hey, did you know this about organ donation? Well, here's why you should buy my single because I'm donating it to this charity. So learning to connect all those dots and getting people really involved and getting them to listen has certainly been something that's allowed me to grow and stretch myself and increase notice of my brand, which has been very rewarding because like I, you've taught me so much and there is something so special about having your brand and being able to customize it to whatever you want and being able to promote it in whatever way you want to. Um, it's just a big source of pride for me and something that I've really been able to grow and, you know, develop over these past few months. And you've done a beautiful job doing that, you know, and I think that's another good nugget for the audience to pay attention to is that your brand is really your trademark on yourself, right? Like this is who you are, this is what you do. And you know, you've been constantly working to refine it. Like every day you work on it and it's it, it's noticeable, right? And so, you know, as we say, just 1% better each and every day. It doesn't have to be massive change every day that, you know, you burn out that way, but consistently making progress and showing up and saying, I'm just gonna be 1% better than I was yesterday. So, and you do that sometimes it's like two, three, four, five, ten percent, but you know, so you briefly mentioned organ donation, right? So let's pump the brakes there for a second, because you've done a lot. You're super connected to this cause. And what I love about organ donation is that everybody has the opportunity to pass on the gift of life. And so you want to share a little bit more about that? Certainly. I mean, yes, like you said, I have a very deep connection to it. My father is a nephrologist, which is a kidney doctor, and my mother is a transplant nurse. And so I have grown up hearing about organ donation my entire life, essentially. I've grown up knowing patients who are on dialysis who have advanced CKD, chronic kidney disease. Um, and so I've seen their struggle up close. But the more and more I got passionate about my platform and started talking to people about it, the more I realized people don't know these things. I mean, some people didn't even know what a national shortage there is in organ donation. And so I realized, of course, people are not going to hear about this every day like I do. And that made me realize I have to spread awareness, right? I have to get more people to join the registry. And so the more and more I share the stories with people, the more and more myths I debunk, right? Because of course, you and I discussed your platform last week. There's just so many myths that surround these platforms that you are like, that's not true. Like people say, if you um, are an organ donor and you're in an accident, the doctors are going to try less hard to save you so they can give away your organs. That's not going to happen, guys. If any of you believe that, like no judgment, no shade, but th that's malpractice. I would just absolutely never happen. I can tell you as the daughter of a doctor, he's like, no, that's not a thing. So that's just one myth that's debunked. Um, also, living donation is such a huge option that people are not aware of. I've spoken to many altruistic donors, and they're just the most incredible people. So there are many different avenues you can take. And even if you don't want to become an organ donor, there's just ways to support, share stories, donate to charities. And so I want to let people know about those options. And the last thing that I think is just the most important idea I've come up with is I want to have the United States adopt an opt-in policy, which means... Um, 
that um, unless otherwise specified, you are considered to be an organ donor. And uh, this has already been implemented in Spain and the UK, and we have seen organ donation rates skyrocket. And so I'm really passionate about making that happen. It's no really different than the opt-out policy. I mean, you can still say, I don't wanna be an organ donor at any time, and it's that quick. But I feel like people say no to being an organ donor because they don't understand the significance behind it. And any 16 year old that's asked the DMV doesn't understand what they could do by sending up to be an organ donor. So the more and more I can preach that importance and the more and more I can educate people, the happier I am. And so it's been a privilege and an honor to get to talk to people who have messaged me saying, you've inspired me to join the registry or even patients from all over the world. I had a girl from Australia DM me like two weeks ago saying, you know, I'm 18, I have CKD and the fact that you're sharing this message makes the list that much shorter because more people are joining. So thank you. And that's been incredibly rewarding. I can't even tell you what that does to my soul. You're using your voice to make a difference, right? In so many ways, right? You're not just telling your story, you're singing and allowing the funds to go towards this. So really great. So exciting. So, I mean, Juliet, there's so much that we've talked about today. And I think there's this underlying message that I want the audience to walk away with is that like, you're not afraid to go for it and you're bold and you put yourself out there, right? And that can be really scary at times, but you know, you learn by doing. So what other advice can you give the audience? Maybe somebody's got an idea or a dream or something that they want to chase after. What would you say to them? So I, I was thinking about this. I was contemplating it a lot. And I said to myself, um, and I'm going to probably sound so cliche, but the answer isn't the title of your podcast. She believes she could. When I believed in myself is when I was able to make these things happen. When my dad approached me with this idea where my parents were like, look, you have the voice, you have the passion, you have the social impact initiative, do this album. And I was like, no, no, no. I wish I just had said yes and believe myself from the get-go because I look back and out and I'm like, why didn't I believe in myself? It's turned out great. You know, it's turned out even better than I could have thought. So I, I think if you're willing to put in the work, you're, you have the vision, you have the creativity. If you can even come up with an idea at that scale in the first place, then why not just go for it? Because if you're that creative, you have something special, put all the work in it, invest all your time in it, because you don't want to put out something that is not the absolute best it could be. I'm a firm believer that if you do not put 110% effort, it's not going to be the way you want it. And nothing is more frustrating to me than that. But if you are willing to do all those things and then you believe in yourself, no one can stop you. No one can stand in your way. And I think that believing in yourself is the key to success in so many things. Like you are like a superhero. You're a superstar. The second I walked in that recording studio and I thought to myself, I'm here for a reason. Um, let's do this. That's when the music came to me. And that's when I was able to create the best content. And so I think it's a very powerful thing, having that courage and bravery and that faith in yourself that you can achieve anything you set your mind to truly. You can, but we are all our own worst enemies, right? Like right. there's a reason that there's that statistic that says it's 20% strategy and 80% mindset because you've got to believe that you're capable of doing it, right? Or at least about that you're capable of accomplishing the next step. Because sometimes people have big dreams and, you know, there's always this doubt, like, I don't know if this is going to happen, but if you break it down and say, okay, well, I believe that I can get in that studio tomorrow. I believe that I can sing that song. I believe that I can package up this single. I believe, you know, and then all of a sudden you're just going to lather, rinse, repeat. And all of a sudden you're going to have an album. You're going to be like, wow, that was easy. <laughs> so, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, you just got to start. And I think people get really hung up on this and I could, you know, I could go on rants about this, but, you know, I did a workshop this week with 
a group of amazing, super talented boss ladies, right? All very successful in their careers. And there was a lot of dialogue around just simply believing in your ability to execute and doing one thing each day that's going to get you closer to it. And when you break it down like that, you take away the overwhelm, you can eliminate fears, you can acknowledge any fears and move beyond them because you got to remove the, you know, the power that the fear has, first of all. Right. So, so much there. I'm so glad you brought that up. So we're going to pivot to the part of the show. I ask all of my guests about anything that they listen to or read or recommend that the audience also does or follows or reads. <laughs> I am a huge podcast lover. This is something that has definitely changed since quarantine. Um, so first of all, I don't know if you've heard of it, the She Believes She Could podcast. Great one. Um, super, super great. No, I do listen to it. So that's why I will be I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll be good to hear myself. I'll be like, this is my favorite episode. Um, no. So I love the school of greatness, um, the Ted talk hour, eventual greatness and hustle sold separately. Those are like amazing podcasts. Um, and for books, I love focal point by Brian Tracy and the magic of thinking big by David Schwartz, two excellent books. I also love presence by Amy Cuddy. This is also available on audio tape, which is the way I listen to it. I just think she's incredible. I know you also ask about influencers and if there's one person I could pick like that I just like think she's incredible is Amy Cuddy. Her book just talks about believing in yourself um, and you can achieve anything if you have that presence and if you bring that to the table. She even has something like she does like a little Wonder Woman pose like when she yes yes you just did it and I did that before my recording when I was like you're so nervous do the Wonder Woman pose and it truly does help. So that is what I would recommend for those. I am a huge believer that if you like read a motivating book or listen to a motivating podcast like first thing in the morning it just changes the course of your day and I'm lucky enough to interview people all the time you know on my show too and it, that's a version of listening to very motivating people. And so I truly feel like listening to other people's success stories is a way that you can motivate yourself. And so that's why I love your podcast so much. It, every time I listen to all these accomplished young ladies, I'm like, I want to go out and do something like great too. So I, I love it. I love this question. Oh, thank you. Well, I appreciate that because, you know, just like you with, with the silver lining, it's like, find the joy, find the lesson, share the story. Yeah. We don't, we're not on this journey alone. And I think right. we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We don't need to do things the hard way in order to reach success. Like it's very much a process of like exposing yourself, surrounding yourself with other people that are doing great things. You rise by lifting others. Right. So that's another big point. Um, but yeah, I, I love Amy Cuddy too, the superwoman pose. It's amazing how that just centers you, refocuses you, allows you to build your confidence. And then you can walk into any situation with that, that ease and that peace of mind and, and knowing that you can tackle whatever it is that is going to come at you. So great. Love those suggestions. Um, how can the audience stay in touch with you? Obviously you've got all the things right going on. So where should we follow, find, support, subscribe, give, give us all the details. Okay, so my Facebook is just Julia Vi, pretty simple. So will you spell my name? And then I also have a website. It's just www.juliavai.com. Um, my Instagram is at the official Julia Vi because, you know, I wanted it to sound as bougie as possible. Um, <laughs> and my YouTube is um, Julia Vi. And of course, my show, The Silver Lining, is on there. I also have song covers and I have a new show coming out that's showbiz where I interview people in the arts industry. So I'm constantly putting out content on there. I'm constantly posting everywhere. Like, 
believe me, you, you will never find a day that I'm not posting. So if you want to keep up with me, of course, and also I can't believe I'm saying this. You can find me on iTunes and Spotify. Um, that's weird, but you, you can, you, you, so you cool. Can. So cool. Well, I am so proud of you. I'm so excited. Talk about making the most out of 2020, Juliet. Like this. I is know. I can't believe crazy. it's over, but it's been great. It's it's crazy to me all the progress that I've made. I mean, I started out with a big win um, with my first missed title, and I'm ending it with an album. It's it's mind blowing. Very cool. It just shows that when you put your mind to something, you can accomplish anything. So thank you so much for being on the show. You're amazing. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and like you're a total queen. So this is like a dream for me. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. We're going to keep this conversation going on Instagram over at Allison Walsh Consulting and at Savvy Girl Academy. So I hope you join us. If you'd like to be a part of our community, please subscribe to this podcast and give us a five-star review. That would be amazing. And we'll be thanking those that do in the next episode. If you're in need of any extra support or motivation, or you're interested in taking your life to the next level, please don't hesitate to reach out. And remember, I believe in you 1000%. And my goal is that you do too. Take care and enjoy this song from Juliet. Bye-bye. Beautiful.